All right, welcome back to the Daily Autism Radio Show as we are one week closer to Halloween. I just I can't believe this. I mean, and I know it's it, it, every, you know, whatever month or whatever, because time flying by, it's flying by. I don't even remember September. Uh, you know, I remember September came like, my God, summer's almost over. Now September, I don't even remember it. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> time does fly by. I think the, the older the kids get, it just flies. Yeah, and the other thing, too, I never thought, I used to always say, I thought life goes actually... Not slow, but I always thought it was balanced. But the autism angle, it it's the days are long. Boy, the months fly. It's true. It's so bizarre. The you days know? are super long. I think because you're in like really deep thought, you know, but while you're thinking, you're also doing. So it's like you're thinking, which is like you really, it's a slow process, but then you know, you're, you're, you're acting fast. You know what I mean? You're just like, there's things that need to be taken care of very quickly, you yeah. know? And, and when Cal's home and without a therapist, you know, there's just a lot of things, um, that we got to stay up on. You know, we talk a lot about 24 seven care, which he needs, you know, he's got to have somebody with him, um, at all times. And, and that's, you know, some, um, young autistic kids need that and others don't, you know, they have a, they have what they call levels, um, when you get a diagnosis. And, and if you buy into that, um, then, you know, some levels are, you know, a little bit more um, independent and some not not independent at all. So um, the level thing is interesting to me. It's it, it's because Cal and, I, and I've heard this before, you know, when it comes to autism, he seems to kind of visit all the levels. He really does. He's actually very unique because he's super smart and he's super he communicates very well. But then his behaviors are very severe. Yeah. It's somebody asked me the other day, I think it was on Facebook, and they were like, What level was your son? And I just was kind of like, here's the deal with the levels. Like, don't don't let that stay in your mind because, you know, first off, you know, you're diagnosed, let's say you're diagnosed at let's just say three or four. Well, most likely the level you're at when they're 14 or 24, something's gonna change. Something. Could be behaviorally something's going to change. Obviously, physically, they're going to change. You know, it could be a kind of thing where they're nonverbal and become verbal. So that's a change. It could also be a thing where they're verbal and become nonverbal. And so that's a change. You know, I think sometimes with the levels, parents hear that and they're like, okay, that's the level. And it's like, eh, you know, but Cal kind of visits all the levels. It's it's kind of interesting. And I've, I've heard that before. That's not like it's totally unique to him, but I've definitely heard that before. Well, and just so everybody knows, he was diagnosed at level two. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it, that was a cliffhanger. I probably needed to. Yeah, yeah, he was diagnosed at level two at three years old. But as far as the levels go, him at three years old is very different now with him at six years old. It's much harder. And yeah. It's the same level. That's a good way to put it. Like what level two looks like at three uh, at three years old. Level two looks much different at six years old. Extremely. That's actually a good way to put it. Yeah. It's so. much harder than I ever expected it to be. I think, you know, and this is just kind of, you know, medical, you know, science that they, they try to put it in a box. So, so it's easier for us to understand, you know, one, two, three, four, five, you know, first right. place, second place, third place, whatever. But when it comes to this um, and, and neurodivergence just as a whole, that can be very tough to understand. It is not as simple as first place, second place, third place. It, it's just not. And so when people talk about levels, sometimes I'm kind of like, eh, uh, be careful, at least for me, to how you buy into that. Because if you start Googling a certain level of autism in your mind, you're like, okay, so this is what I'm working with. Right. That's what you're working with right now, maybe. But double the age, double the weight, you know, then right. things change. The ability to do things, the, you know, the strength, the stamina, you know, your child sleeps this much now. Well, in three years, they might sleep double 
or half of what they're sleeping now because that's what happens with autism. Yeah. So diagnosed at level two, they told me if you do not get therapy, then he could be severe. And if you do get therapy, he can progress, you know, and we have gotten therapy from day one, tons of therapy, the most amount of therapy we can get. And he's still, he goes back and forth, regression, progression. I mean, it's like a balancing act. Yeah. In yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, I think I would say, you know, for the amount of therapy, I mean, you know, would we have hoped that there would have been a little, we'd been a little ahead of the game where we are now? Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <it> was, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is what we're dealing with? What if we didn't get therapy? Well, and Oh so, my gosh, but, I can't even imagine. And so that is the, you know, that's the comeback of the medical community, or not necessarily medical, but yeah, medical, but also the therapy community is, well, imagine if you hadn't done anything. Now, of course- you don't know what would have happened because we did everything. So you don't really know, but at the same time, it's, 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 you know, the saying, no risk it, no biscuit, right? Like, right. you know, do the 40 hours, drive all over the place, sacrifice so much of your life that you had before to, to be in these therapy centers and to have therapists multiple at a time inside your home, cancel, uh, you know, a bunch of events that, that you usually would have done because, you know, that's, it's not good for him to be in those, in those arenas. And, you know, I mean, for us, it was a it was it was an easy decision, right? Like we're going to try to get him to a place where he can be healthy and happy all the time, all the time, because he is he is healthy and happy much of the time. But the times that he's not, it's you know, it's just another it's kind of another world. And so uh, the level thing is interesting. We should probably do a separate podcast on just the levels in general. I think it's kind of interesting. That's kind of something, too, that I wonder, like, when was that updated? Like, you know, is there a modernized version of levels? Sometimes I see three levels. Now I'm starting to see five levels. What? Yeah. Wow. So you, you got to kind of, um, but again, that could come from, that could come from some new age, you know, therapy. I don't know. I well, mean, you don't know they, where it comes from. So. And then they took away Asperger's. When he was diagnosed, they had taken away Asperger's. They didn't, t- yeah, they merged it, but they don't say it anymore. Right. Right. But it's, yes. I, what I do hear some of the, some of the neurologists say is it's more of the Asperger's version of autism. Right. You, you yeah. know, you know, so it's sort of like, okay, but I don't know. You listen, you know, the, the, the word stuff, the word police, the word cops out there, it's so bad what you can and can't say now when it comes to autism and parents. And I try to tell these people who are promoting word police, like you are promoting that to the wrong crowd. The autism parent, we have no time. We have no time to get into your child. This is, this is the one I got the other day. This woman went off on a, on a tangent. I didn't even block her from social media because I was like, how much more are you going to write? She just kept going and going and going. Her thing was, it is so offensive to say your offensive to say your child has autism. It's your child is autistic. Stop labeling. You're you're causing depression and other. I mean, I mean, just on and on and on. Well, guess and, what? And Cal I, doesn't even know what that means. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to. I tried to like. I, first off, I didn't. Re, you know, the, what's great about social media is is the hardcore loyal tribe jumps in for you. I know. You know it's you, nice. Yeah, you can just sort of sit back and. You know, whatever. And I do think 90% of the time, the people who write this stuff, they wake up the next morning, they go, why did I do that? Why did I go crazy on social media? You know, I probably look crazy. Not probably. You do. But it, it it's just like, like we don't have, okay, whether he has, uh, by the way, in this same group of people, it's so funny because a lot of them are the trust the science, you know, let's say the science, the doctors say he has autism. Yes. The neurologists say he has autism. All, you know what I mean? It's like, that's like, where do you think we got that from? You think we made it up? No. And sometimes people say, 
oh, he's autistic. But as you're going through the process, they can't tell you he's autistic. They haven't made a diagnosis yet. So they're trying to say we're trying to determine if he has autism. Those are the doctors saying it. Right. You know what I mean? It's like and then you say that and then then it's just it's a totally different because. You know, for for the last several years, a lot of the mantras, trust the science, you know, follow the doctors. Until the doctors say something that they don't want to hear, then it's like, oh, don't listen to the doctors. Yeah, those same people are complaining on everybody else's page, Miserable, yeah. I say all the time, I was like, so you pay for a phone, you bought a phone, then you pay for a phone, then you got to pay for internet, and this is how you're using that money? This is what you're using that money for, for that phone and paying for internet and Wi-Fi? This is what you're paying for to get on social media and just trash people? I can't even imagine being in that negative, t- like, mind frame. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, and to know that, like, your opinion is not anyone else's reality, or maybe they don't know that, but that is the fact, right? Nobody's opinion has ever become somebody else's reality. I mean, unless you're, unless you're, you're letting it happen, but right. who would do that? Who would say... Okay, I'm in my Facebook feed. Oh, this person said that. Okay, they're right. I'll never do this again. Or I'm going to jump in my car and go do this because they said it. It's it's almost a crazy way of thinking, you know, like when people are like, people need to stop doing this. People need to stop doing that. It's like, they're not going to listen to you. <laughs> I mean, you're telling a mass amount of people to stop doing something. They're not going to listen. They're not going to listen, you yeah. know, so it's. The biggest thing for me when I realized that people are like that was when I posted a picture of an Uncrustable. Oh, boy. <laughs> This, 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 which, by the way, they give you Uncrustables at the public schools for lunch. Yeah. So their their child's eating it too. Yeah. So the Uncrustables, you know, the peanut butter and jelly, the frozen peanut butter and jellies. You know, it's just it's one of the things that Cal loves, and it's again, he's he's all over the place. He loves Uncrustables. He's also obsessed with broccoli. You know, yes. he he. Um, can't stand fruit juices or sodas. He he will the only thing this young man will drink is water. That's it. Yes, it's that's it. I mean, imagine only drinking water for the last probably five and a half years of your life. I think for a little while he had a juice here and, and there. And he drinks a lot of water. And a He's lot. He's very of it. hydrated. Yes, I mean <laughs> those diapers come off soaked. <laughs> I mean they're like eight pound weights when they come off them, you know, yes. he can really go, but an Uncrustable isn't the healthiest thing to eat, but I've tried to do the cookie cutter thing to yeah. make him a perfect one. That's healthy. He knows the difference. And I had mentioned, I did a video just posting the Uncrustable saying, if there's any little mark on it, that's out of place, then he won't eat it. These people went crazy. And those are the same people that are ordering McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. And drinking soda. And, and, and by the way, they, they they talked about how, you know, it, it wasn't even real food and da, 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 da. But those are also the same people who are gobbling down countless pills every day from their doctor. Yeah. And if you just read, but, and they won't, nobody will, but read what, what are in some of these pills. Right. It's crazy. The side effects. It's unbelievable. It's just like, oh my gosh, it. it it's crazy, but yeah, it, it, it's funny how it works. And you know, a lot of people don't realize, you know, it's like you get these, you, you get all these prescriptions and stuff. And, you know, meanwhile, these, I mean, have you ever heard of Have you ever heard of the industry pharmaceutical sales? Typically very young people, um, who travel all around to doctor's offices. It's called pharmaceutical sales, right? Sales. It's like selling a car. It's like selling solar. It's like selling a roof. Okay. They are trying to get the doctors to give you this medicine. They're selling them on it. Well, what would they do to do that? Well, believe it or not, 
Sometimes these doctors go on cruises. They go to resorts. They go everywhere. It's sales, right? right. So it's like, you know what's funny, though? When you go to, like, um, when you go to the farmer's market, the farmer doesn't rush up to you and say, listen, these blueberries and strawberries and this turmeric, I mean, I'm telling you, I, buy it now. And if you buy it now, if you buy it now, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple bucks off. You know, just, you, they're not selling you. Right. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Which turmeric, by the way, is very good for you. Very good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it, that was a heck of a tangent, but yeah, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I, it's just the same people that say, and the thing about, you know, autistic kids, I'll get a bonus point there because I said autistic kids and not kids with autism, um, is that th they have appetites that are usually very focused. There's, there's a few items and usually that's all they want. And a lot of those comments that you were getting were like, oh, don't let your kid run your life. And it's like, but you don't understand. It's not running our life. That's not what this is. Or if your kid won't eat it, let him starve. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> If you're letting your kids starve, you have a problem, but, okay? But that, but then those are the same people who watch the news. And there are evil people out there who you've heard about it. Yeah. Whose kids will be in a basement and eat one time a week. And they're like, electrocute them. That's disgusting. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, those are the same people. It, it just, it's just, it's mind baffling. And everyone's like, oh, I hate social media. I'm like, I don't know. Here's the thing about social media. It's it's kind of neat to see everybody for who they are. You know, I've, I've used this saying for years, never interrupt somebody when they're showing you who they are. Right. Which is another reason why I don't agree with all the uh, censorship and stuff, shutting people down. And I, I just, why? It's, I thought everybody wanted to see what everybody was about. Now we don't want to do this. This makes no sense to me. Right. You know, shut them off. Take them off these platforms. Take off, take their Twitter account away. Do this. Why? I thought the point was, is to see what people stood for. I thought we wanted to know. Now we don't. That's hilarious because one person said cancel me because of the incredible. <laughs> Let me tell you, autism, I, I, I would have never, I was talking with my buddy about this uh, a week ago and he's, he can't believe it, right? And this is a buddy of mine. He's been in the media business for longer than me, I think 25 or 30 years. And he's like, he follows some of my feeds and stuff, the channels. He goes, I cannot believe the tension, the arguments, the, the political um, sw uh, sways back and forth. He goes, autism. I said, oh, man, you have no idea. I said, yeah. it, it's just, you know, and I said, we really focus on the family aspect of it and the parents of it. Um, you know, I don't really get into the, the political realms and, um, you know, this and that. You know, the fact of the matter is, is that's not going to uh, help our son or help our family. And so I really don't care now from time to time. Um, sure. I'll get, I'll, I'll go down a channel feed and kind of read what's going on. And if it's related to autism and I think it's cool, but I am shocked at how autism has become a, a segment, a category where people go to argue with each other. And I'm like, that is because these young kids with autism, they, many will never have any idea about all of this. Right. You're literally changing nothing. I mean, nothing. Um, interesting. Uh, let, <laughs> let's say hi to our uh, <laughs> our title sponsor, Tracy Slepsevic. She is the Warrior Mom, and her book is called Warrior Mom. You can get it at warriormom.org. We were one of the first people in the country to read it. Uh, a guidebook for parents. This is what I love about this book. It's like, here's what to do. So often I'll read a book, and you know, I'll get halfway through, and I'm like, I don't even really remember what I, what I read. You know, it's just kind of... I don't know. It's just, it was very like neutral. You know, I just couldn't right. remember. But um, 
Tracy makes some really pointed uh, observations about her research, a mother's journey in healing her son with autism, uh, the underlying conditions associated. She really worked hard. So that's warriormom.org. Also, Tracy has created the first ever, very excited about this, Autism Health Summit. It is coming to San Antonio, Texas in February, first weekend in February, autismhealth.com. If you're interested in getting tickets, I really would say uh, if there's one thing lacking in the autism category, industry, whatever you want to say it, um, it is definitely, I think, these summits to get parents together and learn. And uh, Tracy kind of realized that. And so that's why she's creating this autismhealth.com to get tickets. That should be really fun. San Antonio in February at a really cool resort. So get your tickets there. Okay. uh, Like we said at the beginning... We were talking about October, and it's flying by, which means Halloween is on tap in just a few weeks. And Halloween and families of autism, it, this, is, this is really dynamic. I'll tell you something I've, I've, I'm hearing in all the conversations on social media. Halloween seems to be a more favorite holiday than Christmas for a lot of these families of autism. And the reason why, what a lot of people are writing, is for some reason Santa Claus is scary. Yeah. And Cal was the exact same way. It was just a, Santa was a scary guy to him, but he loves Halloween. Yeah. He does like the Christmas lights at Christmas, but not really the tree. He doesn't like opening presents. No. But Halloween is his absolute favorite holiday. Yeah. Um, the presents are a big deal. The tree he did not like. I think, too, with the presents is he didn't like the chaos of Christmas morning. There was a lot. Yeah, he doesn't like to see wrapping paper everywhere. He doesn't like to see a bunch of presents. We actually give him presents leading up to Christmas because he he only wants to open one that day. Yeah. He doesn't want to open 10 or whatever. You well, know? and the noise of the wrapping paper being Ooh, ripped. I never thought about that. Oh, I, I, I kind of always noticed that. Wow. I don't think he cared for that. Um, even ripping boxes open. And some Christmas presents just make noise on their own. And right. so you've got all of this stuff. Um, you know, he does like Christmas music. Yes, he, he does. sings the songs. I mean, um, the last couple of years he's gotten into that. Um, but he loves Halloween. I mean, just loves the I don't know if it's if it's necessarily the costumes, but more of just kind of what comes with it of of I don't know. It, 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 it's he almost you know, he he likes being scared. Because if you remember, we would say, Cal, do you want to get scared? You know, boo. And he would start cracking up. Right. He kind of like really liked that. So I think he likes that the exhilarance of like, wow, like that's scary. And I think it gave him a lot of that rush of emotion that he liked. Well, and he likes the process of it. He likes going up to the door, saying trick or treat, getting the candy, then going to the next house and doing the same thing. He, he like does. Like the repetitive. Yeah. He kind of really, he, he likes that. Um, I remember last year he took some of the candy out. He wouldn't eat any of it, which is interesting, right? Like just wouldn't eat any of it. Yeah. Maybe a Reese's peanut butter cup. He, yeah, he'll eat Reese's, he'll eat M&M's. Yeah. But he's not really a candy guy. He's not a candy guy. He doesn't like it. But he would take out, you know, the one thing that's cool about uh, Halloween is all the colors of the wrappings of the, of the candy. Yeah. So I remember he would take it out and kind of almost, not necessarily color code it, maybe it was the shape of the boxes and the packages, but he kind of laid it out in front of them. Um, I think he kind of liked that. It was almost like a puzzle kind of. Yeah. Um, so He's much bigger now. Um, I'm not sure how this year's going to go, but he did say he wants to be a skeleton. Yeah, he loves skeletons. Yeah. Loves them. And I, my theory on that is he loves teeth. He loves teeth. And so <laughs> I think he, I, you'll never see a kid, you know, we get the, um, we get, you know, you get those weekly newspapers. Right. You know, um, 
like the Beach Bee, and every, every community's got their own little community paper. It's like a once or twice a week paper. And in those the advertisements, there, there's always that, that guy, that, that dentist that's like, hey, I can totally fix your teeth. If you've got broken up teeth, I can fix it. Well, then he has like rows of pictures. And in, in like two of the rows, it's like the worst teeth you've ever seen. It's, I'm almost like this can't be real. Like these are <laughs> fake teeth, you know. And then next to it, he's got like what he can do. And to make your teeth like amazing, A plus. And Cal, <laughs> listen, he, he doesn't care about comic books. He doesn't care about like, he's not like stuffed animals, nothing. You give him this teeth advertisement, he will sit there. He'll count the teeth. He'll say, oh no, broken teeth. The other day he said, oh no, these are the most broken teeth I've ever saw. And, and then there was like this perfect mouth, like yeah. the perfect teeth. And he said, happy teeth. Happy teeth. And then he would start counting them and everything. And it's like... <laughs> That's, you know, you got to find those moments like, hey, that's autism for him. That's him. Yeah. Like a, a teeth advertisement will keep him captivated and happy. <laughs> I could collect all of those and hang them all over his room. He would love it. <laughs> and somebody would walk in the house and go, you're a psychopath. Yeah. And, you know, they would, like, oh well, you, they would look at me and say, you're a psychopath. Why are you hanging up pictures of teeth everywhere? And they're not even nice pictures of teeth. But it's, you know, these are the things. So I, I, I think that's why the skeletons with the bones and the teeth and everything um, I don't know. That's just my guess. I don't know. Well, and the whole teeth thing started when he started liking baby shark and it's like shark he saw teeth. their teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Shark teeth. That's, uh, that is funny. He's always had a teeth. I mean, I remember for a while he would actually come up to our mouths and lift our lips up and look <laughs> at our teeth and count them. <laughs> it was very, uh, <laughs> it's very. Well, and I thought when he started losing his teeth, it would be an issue, but it's not. He's very good about like letting you pull out his tooth or he'll pull it out. But I thought once, like, he was about to lose his tooth that he'd want it back in. Yeah. And he understands the process. And some kids are like that. I mean, we've heard those stories. There are, there, there are some that... Yeah, uh, put it back in. Losing the teeth phase is very, very hard. I mean, just... And we, you know, everyone's got their own unique challenges with, you know, autistic kids. But, you know, as far as... He loves teeth and doesn't mind losing them. So... Yeah. <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll... Um, We'll take that. More on uh, Halloween. We've got a few Halloween tips we'll give you um, for parents with autistic kids in a second. Uh, real quick, I want to thank uh, Ling Huang. He is the CEO of Technology North. He has developed a really remarkable, awesome technology to employ young adults on the autism spectrum. Technologynorth.net. He is an award-winning entrepreneur, and he got motivated and really dedicated to pursue this journey after his young son was diagnosed on the autism spectrum. His son works with him uh, and is, is really the, one of the leaders of Technology North and uh, really helped Ling create this awesome system. So um, you're going to hear a lot more about Technology North in the coming months and years as the, the need to employ and meaningfully employ young adults on the autism spectrum is going to continue to grow as the prevalence of a diagnosis grow. Uh, Ling has done a great job. That's technologynorth.net, a really remarkable organization. It is, uh, it is all, always awesome to hear people who have uh, taken a skill they have, a business, and kind of pivoted toward a positive development in the autism community. Also, want to thank and give much respect to our friends at the Original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach. They are great supporters of the dailyautism.com platform. We appreciate them. That has been our go-to uh, kind of social release now for almost seven years. Yes, it's a great place. Nice and relaxing. Uh, now, what is your favorite thing at Krabby Bills? My favorite thing to eat? Sure. 
Well, I love raw oysters. They're the best. And I also love their onion the rings. The onion rings. That's, yes. Yeah. I'm going to throw the grouper sandwich up there. It's uh, it's the grouper there is unbelievable. Krabby Bill's. Indian Rocks Beach, uh, live music daily at the loading dock. And we are kind of entering that. I mean, we go to Krabby Bill's 12 months a year. So, you know, whatever, whether it's 60 degrees or 96 degrees, we're there. That is our place to get away and kind of just have that social connection. We tell special needs parents all the time. If you can take the time, get out, enjoy, have some fun. You deserve it. This is a, this is a hard working lifestyle for sure. Now so. I'm thinking of their menu. They, they have a great wedge salad, but they do it on romaine. It's so good. That That is With also grilled very shrimp. Good. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. There we go. I knew that was coming. Yeah, you can. It, if there's any place you'll find us out, it's the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks. That's for sure. Um, also, uh, I want to say thank you to the Lyft Academy and their brand new campus in Clearwater. Uh, a remarkable organization for neurodivergent kids. 95% of their students are on scholarship, and the Lyft Academy can help you through that process. Think about that. 95% of the students on scholarships. Um, that is very valuable and really remarkable. Liftfl.org. They've got a great Great event coming up on October the 23rd. It is the Lift Your Clubs event, a great golf event to support the Lift Academy. Uh, so, again, if you go to the events page at liftfl.org, um, that's just going to be a, a great, great thing. That's uh, the um, Pasadena Yacht Club. So that'll be really cool. Hopefully you can uh, support that. And, uh, and if you can't, maybe you know somebody who, who can, a business, um, for sponsorships, or if you just want to uh, play, that would be great. Lift Academy. Uh, that new campus is really unbelievable. So they've done a great job expanding. Yeah, it's beautiful. They did. And I give them a lot of credit for expanding because the need was there. There's just so many families looking for just a quality place for their for their children to be. So they've done a, they've done a good job. A couple more things on Halloween. Um, first off, the Blue Pumpkin. Have you heard of the, the, the Blue Pumpkin? I have. Okay. So the Blue Pumpkin, I think you're going to see a lot more of that this year. This really picking up steam. This started about 10 years ago. So there's kind of two, two layers here to the Blue Pumpkin. One, if you see a child and a family walking and a child's carrying Blue, blue Pumpkin, um, you know, like a, like a trick-or-treat bucket. pumpkin bucket, um, that's going to mean that the child's on the autism spectrum. Okay, so that's going to tell people, um, first off, child might be nonverbal, possibly, um, so it may not interact with you. Or the child could be um, very stimulated with everything going on, could flap you know, could, could make loud noises, you know, just, just very excited. Um, and so if you see somebody, a child and, and their parents, blue pumpkin, you know, that's, that's to, to, to symbolize that they're on the autism, um, spectrum. And the other thing is, is that if you go to a house and they have a blue pumpkin out, it, it, what that means is the homeowner is saying this is a place that we have made sensory considerations for. So what, what does that mean? There's not going to be any flashing strobe lights. There's not going to be loud Halloween music. Nobody's going to jump out with a chainsaw and try to scare everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it also could mean it also could mean um, that they're going to be offering um, like gluten gluten free and stuff like that. So um, I just kind of wanted to give a, a blue pumpkin update. There's been a lot of social media now that it's October. People going, hey, why are there blue pumpkins for sale in like Target and some other stores? Um, and that's the reason why. So I think it's pretty cool. It is cool. I mean, it's nice of those homeowners th that realize, hey, there are kids in our neighborhood 
on the spectrum and we want to provide a place where they can go and the parents, you know, don't have to worry. Right. I've also heard of scripted Halloween. So this maybe this is like your your kid's first um, or second, and, and maybe you're like, they're only going to last for 10 or 15 minutes. So you can go to your neighbors, let's say like five or six of your neighbors, and say, hey, put this in the Halloween bucket. And so when they see your child walk up, they'll put it, and it could be a sensory toy, or it could be um, candy that you approve of. That's or how, their how, favorite snack. Yeah, you know, it could be a thing of goldfish. You know, Cal likes gold. You know, whatever. Uh, Funyuns. You know, Cal loves Funyuns. Bag, bag of Funyuns. So I kind of think that's an interesting way. If you know your child's only going to last 10, 15, 20 minutes, script it out. Do, pick eight to ten houses and walk around and do your thing. And then everything they get, you know, they're going to like. It's not going to be something foreign to them. You don't have to worry about it being a choking hazard. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of like the scripted Halloween angle. Yeah, we should probably do it, actually. Like, even just take a walk around the neighborhood. Yeah, and so that's the other thing, um, is is to, ahead of time, prepare. So you can go to YouTube and look at YouTube videos and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then there's videos of kids walking from house to house. And so you could do that. That's a great preparation. I mean, YouTube and the YouTube videos, really, for anything. You know, if you're going to the beach, that's a good way of, for a few days ahead of time is to get videos of the beach. Um you know, the other thing that you can do as far as far as YouTube is show different Halloween designs that may be in people's yards, a skeleton, Dracula, a werewolf, you know what I mean? Just so the child understands, oh, we're going to see this tonight, you know, or the next couple of nights. Right. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, looking forward to Halloween. I really am looking forward to Halloween. I probably will explain to him we're going to walk up to he's like he needs instructions and be told ahead of time. So I, now that he's older, I can say we're going to walk up to the house. We're going to say trick or treat. They're going to say hi, put it in your bucket and then we're going to walk away, you yeah. know, and so on and so on. He has never lasted. Uh, I mean, he he'll let you know when he's ready to go. Yeah. And last so, year wasn't that long. 20, 30 I would say 10 to 20 houses. I mean, we have a pretty big neighborhood. Yeah. I, I, was, I would say like 20, 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. I think we were we were in. He did um, have a problem transitioning to leave the house. Because if he likes something, he doesn't want to leave. Yes. So he would go to a house where he either liked the people. You know, some people are dressed up when they're giving away candy. And some of them he really liked. Yeah. and Or some of them had decorations that he liked. He didn't want to go to the next house. The funniest thing. This is kind of gross. But <laughs> he went up to a house. We were like, pick a piece of candy. And he goes, I am picking my nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think that was the last house we went to. Yeah. There's no honesty filter. Um <laughs> With Cal, he'll just let you know. It was pretty funny. I am picking my nose. <laughs> I think a lady said, well, thank you so much for telling me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's that's the deal. That's yeah. kind of what we get. Um, a couple other things that we wanted to talk about. You know, we had that federal national alert this week, this past week, where um, the federal government was like, hey, we're going to send alert tones. In case there's ever, like, a huge national emergency, we're going to be able to, like, get into your phones your TVs, your radio um, via cellular and be able to like, you know, communicate with you, e either give you a text uh, warnings or, you know, a broadcast warning. And it starts off with this very high pitched noise, you know, kind of like when the Amber Alert goes off or the hurricane alerts go off on your phone and everything like that. Well, the thing about that is, and this is something that otherwise, I mean, I would have never thought, would you have ever thought about this in the past? No, and I thought it was going to be worse than it was. But I was the only one with him, and I was happy that I was with him. Yeah, and so, you know, with a lot of kids on the autism spectrum, these jarring noises can 
I mean, this is what I was trying to explain to people on social media yesterday. We I did a video about it, and, you know, it's just you get that group of people that were coming just literally making fun of these kids, you know. And but what they don't understand, and even though they're, they're in the way they, you know, describe it, it's very cruel to special needs families. But, you know, again, they don't know is that that meltdown could last all afternoon, all night, even into the next day. And so we were trying to just tell people, hey, you know, make considerations so that, you know, your phone's on airplane mode and, you know, that your radio is not on, that your TV is not getting, you know, is not powered up and things like that. Because, again, especially for therapists or kids in a therapy center, there could be five therapists in a therapy center and they might have a room of eight kids and then you're going to have five devices going off. I know. That's why I was happy it was just me with them. Yeah, you could have a classroom, an ASD classroom. The TV might be on. They might be watching a cartoon or something, and then that could go off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like all of these things that, like, as a parent, you know, with an autistic child or some families who have, you know, children who are autistic, it's like you've got to – these are the things that, like, you have to think about. You know, our other four kids, whatever. That, you know, this, this was something that was not going to affect them at all. They, our kids were actually told in middle school, if anyone's phone went off, it would be taken away. Yeah. well, Because they're not supposed to have their phone. They're not supposed to have their phone. They have a policy. And so, yeah, that's actually, it's funny in that regard, they should probably do it every day to see who has their phones. <laughs> they, should, <laughs> they, should have, they should have an alert, you know, and they, yeah. don't, they don't tell the kids when it goes off. Right. It's sporadic every day. My God, where would they keep all the phones? Those kids are all carrying phones. You know what I mean? Yeah. I guess you're allowed to carry it, but you can't use it. Yeah. If that makes any sense whatsoever. They still use it. They still they use still it. They still find a way to use it. Oh, my, our kids text us during the day. They do. Well, sometimes they'll say that the, the teachers will say, if there's 20 minutes left of class and they got all their work done, everybody got a good grade, they'll say you're allowed to use your phones. Yeah. Which to me is like, if you tell a middle school kid that, you, they didn't hear the 20 minute part. They heard you're allowed to use your phones. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> read the room. Know the audience. You just gave them the green light to use a phone whenever they want. But also saying they can't use their phone makes them want to use it. I mean. Yeah. And I also think, too, like, in 2023, it's not about limiting the phone anymore or, 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 or like, prohibition on the phone. It's too late. That era came and gone. The phones are with everybody. They're not going anywhere. I think they got to find a way to incorporate the phone. And not make this a thing. You know, even in colleges now, and with everybody taking uh, remote classes and everything, I mean, these professors are encouraging you to be on your phone, to connect with them, to communicate with them, um, you know, to, to do these joint meetings with, with other students and joint projects. It's all on the phone and video. Right. You know, I think, yeah. I think it's like this stance of like, hide your phones, we're anti-phone, we're not doing phone. That's, that battle ha- was lost when the iPhone came out. That's when that battle was lost. Right. You know, and, and by the way, when you get your kid a phone, I mean, it's lost. So don't sure. get your kid a phone until yeah. you're ready. And if you're one of these people that all technology is bad, well, fine. I mean, you can live in that cave, but, you know. Until you can't anymore. Until you can't anymore. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. I love getting messages from people, um, you know, about my stance on how social media can be a good thing. Technology can be a good thing. And they're bashing it while writing me a message on Facebook. <laughs> and I'm like, well, 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 what do we have here? You know what I mean? That's funny. Yeah. So it is um, it is kind of interesting. I've always said, I mean, I think, you know, cancer, I, I, I hope will be cured on a, you know, it'll be cured on a screen. 
It'll be these researchers on screen studying these biometrics of DNA and cells and everything. You know what I mean? Learning more about autism will be on screens, you know, with, the, with this magnetic imaging and, and how artificial intelligence will be evaluating images and stuff like that. We hear about these things and we just assume negativity and con control and corruption. And of course, there's going to be bad actors because there's bad actors with everything. Right. You know, there are people who ripped you off uh, by using a tractor. You know, they, they, they didn't put the blade down as far as they could have, so they had to come more often and charge you to cut the grass. I mean, people, you know, that's that's have been happening forever. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's like we hear these things and it's all negative. I mean, it's funny. Cal is on his screens a lot. That's what he does on his downtime. On his downtime. Which he deserves his, downtime because with, he has a lot of therapy. With his therapist, he's not on his screens. He's doing lifestyle stuff. But here's the difference. On his screens, he is like an anthropologist. He's studying extinct animals. He'll come up and tell me, this is the red-tailed, then some word, uh, moose squirrel or whatever. <laughs> and he'll go, and it's extinct. And I'm like, wow. I didn't even, you know. He told me a name of something the other day, and I'm like, I, I couldn't understand him. A lot of these species have, like, scientific names. Like, like we'll just get, you know, raccoon, bat, zebra. But then there's all these, like, scientific, you know, names um, in different kind of sort of, like, um, interest species of that species. It, he knows all the names. He knows if they're extinct or if they're still alive. It's incredible. And so when people are like, oh, get, get that iPad out of his face, it's like, he's actually learning more today than you have in 20 years. And he remembers all the information because that's how the autistic mind works, at least his. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, it's just so interesting, you know, how you hear people talk in, 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 in typical society, neurotypical society, which we love neurotypical society. I'm typical, you're typical, our father kids are typical. We love it, we're a part of it. You know, this is not picking one or the other. But I do enjoy the fascinating part of the uh, the neurodivergent brain and what he's able to do. Sure, are we sad sometimes that he's not able to do other things? Yeah, of course, obviously. We want to participate in those things, which he can't, and it's challenging for him and sometimes upsetting for him. But it doesn't mean that you see a kid with autism on an iPad and the, the assumption of, oh, you guys just gave up. It's like, you have no idea what's going on. Right. And then he, so he has me type in YouTube, prehistoric size comparison <laughs> rabbit yes. he like picks what topic rabbit yeah prehistoric size comparison giraffe you know and he knows them all he's so very smart and then he uses his play-doh and his fine motor skills and he makes these animals yeah it's incredible it really is incredible and you know the other thing about it too um that i love is it's all different species and sometimes different continents so he will actually go to these videos well they'll, they'll highlight the continent and then they'll have like one species and they'll compare it to another species and they'll identify all the differences. And he's like consuming this. I was not a good student. <laughs> I mean, I just wasn't. And I, I'm watching him do this and I'm like, I mean, you're better than I was in high school when I was like actively studying this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? I thought it was really good. The so. hardest thing, though, is he finds his video, and he wanted me to find this specific video of hippos, and I could not find it. Yeah, the hippo thing has been, is really, he loves learning about hippos now. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago was rhinos, rhinoceros. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I tell you, I really, I really recommend to parents, you know, 
you can find these videos on YouTube that are really fascinating. And I mean, it's really positive stuff. It's interesting. Um, our other kids even have gotten into it. They, they're, they're watching it with them, you know, and, and he's using words that, that, I mean, we don't understand them. They don't understand them, but it's just funny, you know, but there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. And yeah, it's um, not all bad. It is not all bad. So, you know, to the people that just make those general assumptions, I, I think maybe those people just make general assumptions about everything. I do too. You know what I mean? And you sort of just have to go, eh. Yeah. You know? Don't let it bother you. Eh. Um, here's something we're talking about technology and everything that's really cool. Um, Angel Sense, the Angel Sense technology, these are these GPS trackers and even more um, really assistive technology in protecting your child, giving parents peace of mind, adding that extra layer of protection and security. You know, they have these devices. They, we have two now. We have a tracker and we have a watch. And these are the real-time satellite imagery to be able to put this on Cal and be able to track on your phone through the AngelSense app in real time exactly where he is is incredible. And even beyond that, the AngelSense allows us to tap in and hear the audio of his environment. Which you, I love. Uh, it's incredible. And beyond that, we could communicate him through with him through voice, and then he could communicate with us back if he needed to. Um, th again, this is another example of people who just are, you know, really resisting technology in all facets, whether it be social media, you know, whatever. This is kind of like, unbelievable. And I got to tell you, you, you just go read the reviews on AngelSense. You can go to angelsense.com of the parents. I talked with a woman, her son went missing and they were able to track the real-time coordinates um, of, of where exactly he was. That's amazing. I, I mean... And a lot of kids go missing because of the eloping. Because of the eloping. And so that's that's really a big... A, a big deal. So um, it's been a, it's been a really kind of fun and, and interesting eye opening, um, I guess, really kind of adventure going through this app with AngelSense and, and everything it can do. Um, and it'll be cool one day when Cal's able to, to handle the watch. Um, and, and that'll be really neat. But um, so I, I really, you know, for families out there, um, we've seen a lot of incidents lately at schools, school buses, therapy centers, um, even uh, caretakers like grandparents who just can't just can't keep up. It's so scary. It is scary. And so it's really it's really cool. Um, Angelsense.com. Uh, and of course, you can see all of our videos about it at dailyautism.com um, on our TikTok, Facebook, Instagram channels and LinkedIn as well. That is um, Angelsense. Really cool. Um, so as we move into, uh, fall, there was something else you wanted to discuss and I forgot what it was. Oh, I was going to talk about his helmet. His helmet. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So as far as like you were talking about the different levels and stuff, as he's gotten older, his self-injuring behavior has gotten worse. Cal bites himself, Cal bangs his head. And because he's been banging his head so much, he had to get fitted for a helmet, which I think is like a little awkward, you know, you want to put it off as long as possible yeah. but for his safety. It's where we had to go. Yeah. So he's getting ready to get that next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he um, how he does with that. You know, I, I we had talked before, I think on a podcast, you know, we're kind of spinning it to him as he kind of likes the baseball helmets when he watches yes. on TV. And then the other day he was looking at the football helmets. So we were like, Cal, we're going to get you a baseball helmet. Do you want one? Yes, I want one. You know, so I think we'll call this his baseball helmet. 
because yeah. he likes that. He, you know, the helmets have the baseball helmets have the logos on it, and so I think he thought those were cool. Yeah, and so um, and he doesn't mind wearing a hat sometimes, right? And I, we're only putting this on if he's having a rough day. Yeah, it's not like something he's going to wear all the time. I even thought too, and just throwing this out there for for parents who have autistic kids, you know, I think customization is a big thing. Um, many of these kids want to feel like something is for them and only for them. So I even thought about like giving him, you know, a couple of sheets of stickers where he could pick certain ones out and put them on the helmet. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what like I mean? Like decorating a calf. Yeah. 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 It, it just. You know, and, and probably animal stickers. You know, he loves that. Baby shark stickers, you know, whatever. Um, but many of these kids want to feel like it's for them or about them. I mean, Cal is like, it's got to be about him or for him. Right. Really does. Um, you know, this is why he needs kind of 24-7, um, you know, care. He wants somebody to be with him. Um, he's in his new phase. I mean, just to throw this out there for parents, where in the morning... His oldest sister, Charlie, he says, carry me to the living room. I mean, where did this come from? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't but know, but he's big. I mean, so he also has global developmental delay. So he's six, but he's like a three and a half year old. Um, so he thinks he's like three and a half. And so he's like, carry me. But he's like almost 60 pounds. <laughs> it, and Charlie's not very big. I mean, I asked her this morning. I said, is that too much for you to handle? And she's like, actually, I'm getting used to it. She's like, it was heavy at first. She's like, but now it's like, I got it. And she's doing cheerleading now and stuff. And I was like, well, this is probably going to be good for like, you know, your upper body muscles and your core. And she's like, yeah, it's cool. So yeah. there but, is there is one thing that I've just started thinking about recently that I had looked I looked into in the past and it's called respite care. And it's for parents that need help with their kids that have need 24 hour care. And it's someone comes into your house and helps you. Yeah, It's something I looked at before. There's a lot of different companies, but it's also very hard to get. Um, so I kind of like stopped by backed off of it. But it's hard to find babysitters and stuff. I mean, our older kids are able to help a little bit. A little bit. But we're going out way less than we used to go. Yeah. It's, it's the opportunities to leave the, leave the home become less and less as the years go on. And, um, you know, and that's kind of another, you know, facet. We've talked about this before. We'll talk about it again. But, you know, some of the social stuff that you lose, um, you know, because j just for obvious reasons. And, and it's, uh, it's not a pity party. It's just, you know, I mean, you, you miss some of the things you used to go to. Right. You know, it's just a human nature. You, you just miss some of that. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought, you know, um, we'd customize the helmet, maybe make it fun for him with his stickers. And um, hopefully that's a good thing. It, it, he needs it for his for his uh, head and, and any head trauma that that, you know, he could cause to himself. Um, a lot of the therapists say this stage will go away, this phase of the head banging. Um, but, you know, you things got, come and things yeah, go. I mean, do. it's. So, I mean, he did do it when he was little and then it went away and came back. But now it's just worse. Yeah. There, I mean, you know, we, we've gone through phases where it's like we thought we were really close to potty training. And then it totally regressed into like we're not even close. Well, now it's flipped back to that. Right. And, yeah. then, and then we had moments of like swimming lessons and he's really close. And then uh, yeah, I don't know that he's really close at all. And now he swims on his own. It, it's just, you know, it, you know, he's, yeah. he's a great swimmer. I mean, it's right. you know. Um, which really is a blessing. Um, real quick, uh, I got to say thank you to Fun Factory Sensory Gym. Um, really great organization. They provide kind of that outside play experience, but they bring it inside. So whether it's your home, um, it could be in a therapy center, could be in uh, a hospital waiting room, could be in a gym for kids that then has a sensory uh, option, a sensory area. Fun Factory Sensory Gym. The website is funfactorysensorygym.com. They're a great follow on social media. Um, 
over, I believe I'm right on this, over 50,000 installs. Uh, that's incredible. And they're all custom. Like every time I'll get on their YouTube channel, every one of their installs is different. I know. It's, it, it's so cool. Yeah. I love it. It's like, and, and it's, ob- I mean, obviously for kids with sensory needs, but I mean, I got to tell you, me as a grown man, <laughs> build me one of these in like the corner of my room. Oh you, my gosh. You know, it's like these like this tunnel system and these crash mats and these great swing systems. And it's really neat. They're doing great work. Fun factory, sensory So if you know of uh, somebody or yourself that uh, is looking to upgrade something in their home for a uh, child on the spectrum or from a commercial perspective, um, you know, could be, could be, you know, hospital settings, therapy settings, a wide variety of things. So appreciate their work uh, and their, and their partnership. As we uh, wrap up another Radio show. We didn't get to music therapy, so we'll kick that off uh, on next week's show because we're going to start down the road of music therapy, which is very interesting, by the way. If you have a chance to research music therapy and autism, I think you'll be interested in that. Yep. Um, that's, next week. Yep. Next week we will talk about that. We are online 24-7 across all the social media channels. You can link to those at dailyautism.com. Also, um, our podcast, I think we're like 138, 140 episodes now uh, over the last uh, year, two years plus. Uh, You can get a hold of all of those um, on all of the major um, podcast platforms, um, iHeart, Spotify, Apple, but you can get all of those links at dailyautism.com. And uh, back to the social media channels, really we're very active on those channels. We love to uh, communicate, collaborate, and kind of meet new people. Our email's on there. Uh, Our LinkedIn newsletter, we have a LinkedIn's only uh, bi-weekly autism newsletter, which is really cool. We have people sending us the coolest news and information and research on autism, again, for parents. And, you know, really the last thing is, um, you know, if, if you know other families who are, you know, either going through a diagnosis uh, or maybe fresh out of a diagnosis, or they could be, you know, a decade in, we kind of find that people are always learning and there's always new stuff. So we would love uh, if you shared our information with them at dailyautism.com. And once in a while, Melissa will even show you some of her cool recipes on Facebook or green juices that she's making. Well, and you get to see Cal on Facebook. You get to see a lot of Cal video on and Facebook. And TikTok is a very good resource page for people. It is. So you can link to all those at dailyautism.com.